Okay, welcome you Dwelly listeners. Stuart Anderson here to introduce our episode 10. Just a short recap and introduction to the podcast. We interviewed Jay Burke, race director of Point to Point. He gets in how the race started, the culture behind the race, why it sells out every year, and some tips and tips and tricks to make Point to Point a success uh, if you're trying to, to race it or even sign up for it. So we're grateful for Jay, thankful for the time he spends with us, and uh, super excited to share Point to Point with everybody and, uh, and talk to Jay. Grateful for him. The, the podcast ends with a little introduction. I'm going to tease out something new that uh, Midwele is going to reward and recognize year to year. We're calling it the Midwele Crown. So listen through the podcast. Uh, new recognition for the year. It, hopefully it'll make the team members uh, dig a little deeper and have fun to be recognized for accomplishing something incredible. So stay tuned. Uh, Midwele Crown. We'd like to thank our sponsor for the episode, Deluxe Beauty Lounge. They're a new sponsor of the team this year. We're going to wear their, their logo on the back of the jersey. Laurie Michael is, is the team member, which is really cool about most of our sponsors, team members, businesses, which we support and are, are part of the team. So thank you, Laurie. Um, it's a full-service salon and spa, boutique with 26 different artists and they're on the corner, uh, right by the Chevron on 123rd South and 13th East in Draper, offering hair, nails, skin care, massage, spray tans, that's essential, permanent makeup, lashes, Botox, fillers, all in just uh, one shop. So we're, we're grateful for Deluxe Beauty Lounge. They're also offering some Valentine's Day specials. Guys, listen up. 60-minute massage and facial for $170 or a couple's massage. 60 minutes for $170. So kind of a fun Valentine's Day suggestion. Uh, and and this month, especially, Laurie had, had me uh, talk about this, laser teeth whitening. For one ninety nine, regularly uh, it's regularly one ninety nine. It'll be one twenty five until the end of the month. So, uh, teeth whitening out at the uh, Deluxe Beauty Lounge, pretty cool place. Um, obviously, not rookies out there. They've been in business for over sixteen years. So, uh, support them and grateful for them. Thankful for this episode and all those involved. Hopefully, you enjoy it. And me uh, dwell a crown. Good luck. All right. Bye. All right, welcome everybody. Midwele Podcast. This is episode 10. We're so excited that this is actually working. People are listening to the podcast and lots of fun feedback. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep uh, making episodes. Today I'm joined by uh, Spencer Chipping, is with me, and Jake Cook. So, two of our illustrious co hosts. Welcome back from Maui, Jake. Whoa. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a good two How's weeks. It? How's the tan? Is it peeling off or, I mean, it's a little dry. It's a little dry, (laughs) but uh, trying to keep it as long as I can. So how how are the lungs on Zwift? You recovered yet? Uh, Yeah. Coming back to, you know, 4,000 feet is uh, a a party. So. And Chip, if you're watching the YouTube content, Chip is actually sporting a very beautiful piece right now. It is the crew neck with the red embroidered Midwele logo available at Packet Pickup. Look at that thing. That is beautiful. Chip, how are you? I'm wondering where mine is. Jeez, co-host, I don't even have one yet. (laughs) 
you can buy one on your own. It's thirty dollars a packet okay. pickup. Hope you you can be there. No, I'm just kidding. And then uh, we would also like to welcome Jay Burke. Jay, welcome to the program. Welcome, Excited Jay. to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We've got a short bio on Jay here in just a sec. A, a few um, announcements. Jake, so grateful for you hooking up uh, Team Camp March 4th through 7th. A lot of dirty details in the GroupMe chat. So if you're not planning on coming, uh, reach out to Jake. He'll add you to that. Um, February 4th, we've got approval to be up at Hangar. Uh, to do our packet pickup. There's going to be so much spandex up there. There's going to be uh, all the POC gear that was ordered. Uh, we're going to have opportunity for everyone on the team to pick up a free t-shirt from Hangar 15. They approved that today, which is actually pretty fun that uh, if you show up and grab stuff, they're going to be sponsoring some t-shirts. Uh, it's going to be so much stuff, sweatshirts, hats, socks. I mean, uh, beyond that, big shout out to Morton Pedersen. Uh, I know he's listening and we're grateful for him for being part of the team and just wish him our, our very best. We had a, a nasty crash, if you didn't know, and uh, he's in Indianapolis waiting on some organ transplants. So all our love to Morton and his family and uh, our prayers and thoughts are with him. So anyway, uh, all the best to Morton. So today, if you didn't know, uh, our, our podcast is going to focus on the point-to-point -point race and I mean, Chip is the driver here. The passion that Chip has for this event is unmatched. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, one of the first things that he ever talked to me about was this experience he has every year at Point to Point and his love for how hard it is, how fun it is at the end of the season, the people that are there and all the experiences that like are wrapped up inside point to point. So Jay is the race director and he's going to give us all the details about uh, how it's run and uh, and how it was started. So anyway, Chip, I've got a little... Chip, have we ever like had a high five and a hug at the end? I, I mean, I hug yeah. and five so many people, it's I, I feel <laughs> kind of nasty, but <laughs> you, it, it, like it, people when... go up there and they're like, hey dude, you remember? No, I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> has, has Jay seen that photo of John Olson at the finish oh. line? But we I need can't to wait show. to show. Hey, we, we need to share you this photo of John. Yeah. Yeah. He is Jaegers, Jaegers was just as epic last year. Yeah. I mean, when you rub, we're going to get into this. We're getting ahead of schedule. But when yeah, you rub that PR <laughs> lotion on and you go through that, dust oh yeah, the oh yeah, for ten hours. I mean, you are yeah. just you look like a different person. Okay, <laughs> so for if you don't know what it is, let me just give you a quick introduction. It's a, I'm just going to read this. Every year, Labor Day weekend. Endurance mountain bike riders drop in on some of the best single track Park City has to offer. It's over 400 miles of trail, trail here. It's ripping fast and incredibly diverse. And whether you're someone who rides the trails regularly or you're an out-of-towner, the Park City point-to-point -point is guaranteed to please. The course is an actual point-to-point -point ride. And thanks to the plethora, good word, of trails in the area, you'll never be on the same trail twice. 90% of the course is on single track <laughs> with a total distance of 75 miles and over, I just threw up in my mouth a little, 12,000 feet of climbing. Not really. all, and all while traveling through two world-class mountain resorts. It'll challenge your mental prowess, yet it'll have you grinning from ear to ear. Uh, welcome Jay Burke, founder and director of the race. 
He lives in Park City, is an incredible outdoors athlete himself, having raced mountain bike, cycle cross, enduro, and gravel. He's a ski guide for Utah, uh, Ski Utah's Interconnect as well. And Jay's also a touring guide in the backcountry of the Wasatch Mountains. Uh, Jay is the epitome of a perfect race director for such an event as Park City Point to Point. Hey, who wrote who wrote Jeez. that last line? Did you write that yourself, Jay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> epitome is not one of my normal words. Plethora is. Plethora and epitome. That was money. Not epitome. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite chip story, if I if you don't mind, I just want to increase the passion here. Is often we'll be on these long rides, and he's like, "If I could just have a nice warm bowl of the miso soup that Point to Point gives me, I could make it through this ride." He's like, "That is the most glorious mid-ride, mid-race uh, luxury he ever had." He always talks about it. So. Is that a staple well, for the race? Yeah, yeah, but the uh, yeah, we we um, we call that the oasis up there. So that's. <laughs> about mile 62 um and if you've ever done the race which you have chip um and spencer both uh you know you get to that point that that last aid station in your series that you're just like come on you know is it all downhill <laughs> from here and sadly it it seems like it should be but it 100 percent is not i mean yep. there is some punishing punishing uh sections left and and you know i had the pleasure this summer of finally riding it in context and i rode it solo um on a hardtail which i don't know what i was doing i was thinking <laughs> i was going to be really fast and it was until about mile 55 and then i just i i uh, unwound but you know i was about a mile from that from that aid station and i had to have a little sit down back stretch <laughs> what am i doing this is stupid you know plugging food into my mouth that i had to carry along so i had no miso soup but um, <laughs> well do you we maybe... have great stuff up there right like i mean uh, you know, I hope, hopefully we'll get into it all the time i mean from watermelon to pineapple oh, to yeah. Coke to you know, I mean, what's your pleasure? You know, mm -hmm. they'll pull it out. They'll you know, I need a beer. Somebody would just be like, "There you go." Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> it's all hey, well, it's, it's... well, maybe uh, uh, Chip's got some questions about yeah this year's race, next year's race. I think that's a good place to to start. For sure. Uh, yeah, do you want to start there, Chip? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Jay, I think the first thing to tee it up and to talk about those those listening is. Um, registration in general is um a race in and of itself if you do not have um autofill set in your computer when you are registering for this race that sells out in <laughs> i would say I've, I've seen it sell out in under seven minutes that's wild you you will not get an initial spot into the race and let's just talk about the registration process, Jay. Yeah, well, and it is going to be a little different this year. So you're right. You know, it has historically sold out pretty quickly. And actually, so the last registration project process would have been for 2020. 2019, for whatever reason, slowed way down. And, you know, I, I don't know you know specifically why but last year again i think we were back to like i mean 10 15 minutes it sold out but um 
Yeah, you got to be on the ball. You got to be ready. So we've always set it up. We we do registration middle of February. It falls on a Wednesday usually. So this year it was going to be the 17th. Um, and I've opted to change it just with COVID still spiking. And I don't want to be in the same position I was last year if the wheels do fall off and we have to do something different, you know, giving back all that money wasn't wasn't what I wanted to be doing. But um, so I th what we're going to do is move it to April 7th, uh, which just gives it a little more time. I think we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, everyone's hoping and praying that we'll get past the, the brunt of this thing. So it'll be uh, April 7th at 7 p.m. It'll be open to the public. However, there is a caveat this year because mm -hmm. the people that were registered for 2020 will get a first right of refusal this year. So that's going to be you know, they'll, they'll be less available to the general public. I mean, if, it, if there are, is any fallout, which there will be, obviously. Um, how, so how many will be available, Jay? I, I'm not sure. You know, I mean, we were sold out last year. So I'm going to, I'm going to give everyone um, probably on like March 24th, 25th, give them 48 hours to register. So we'll open it up to everyone that registered in 2020. Um, you know, if we sell 300, then they're going to be 75 available uh on on the seventh so how many so, slots total for this race we sell year? 375 yeah okay. yeah yeah and we tip we'll we'll end up we'll see got it down to a pretty good science i mean that puts about 350 toe on the line on uh on the saturday of the event and and um you know everyone's like well why don't you double it and this and that and you know i mean as a marketing guy i've always really stuck to my guns on that i mean there were reasons for it i mean number one i think it would be too many people um it'd just be super clogged up at the beginning but more than that you know i mean there's a special vibe to this event and um you know that's part of it is is having it be a little bit smaller i call it a boutique race mm -hmm. um Mm. so you know we've just kind of kept that going and it, and i really believe you know it's part of what what allows it to sell out in in it you know in a short period of time every year and it kind of keeps it keeps people they're interested in it you know they may not get in one year they they do or you know they race it two three years in a row and then you know, i can't do it again and then they're back in two years it's like what are you doing back here yeah. you know? so um I think people, it's, it's, it's like a love hate, you know, I mean, we all say this after a long race, like, oh, I'm never doing that again. And then the next day you're like, man, I think I'm, sure, sure, maybe. <laughs> and a week later, yeah, I'm full in. I'm good. That was so yeah. awesome. I was, isn't so that, isn't, isn't that a, a part of being an endurance athlete is a short memory uh, inability yeah. to remember how awful it was. Lord. So true. Yeah. Jay, sure. one nice thing about one nice thing about the registration process, if you don't get in, point to point has allowed the option to purchase another uh, ticket of a uh, of an entry that can no longer do it. Someone has an injury. Right. Or can no yeah, longer. we have that, a transfer. Uh, the transfer process has been awesome. There's been one year I've had to purchase a transfer, just didn't have the autofill set. And, uh, <laughs> and that's really cool too. Yeah, it works really well. Um, you know, and I always tell, so it, it definitely sells out, but then you have that period. I mean, obviously quite a few months leading up to it. So, I mean, people get married, broken wrists, whatever, you know, so there is a ton of fallout. And, and uh, I think, gosh, uh, in 2019, I think we had like 60, 60 entries 
changed hands. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's not completely out of the cards that you, you can't race if you don't get one, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you just have to be diligent about it, but, uh, it, it, it is a nice little feature for sure. One of the, um, I mean, everyone was devastated that the event was not taking place this year. And so when you launched the virtual, uh, there were some really cool stories that came out of it. Uh, <laughs> if you were following the Facebook page, you were watching everyone's posts about when they do it. Um, for those listening, th- there was an option to do it in three stages as well. Um, yeah. And a number of our, our teammates did it in the in those stages and talk about a fun way to enjoy it may have been the only real enjoyable point to point that i have completed over the course of three days (laughs) what what do you think jay about what about the virtual event this year um i you know it it was it was wildly popular and and it um I think it will, well, I'm pretty sure we're going to offer it again. It'll be a mm-hmm. little bit different. It, I think it will just be a three day. Uh, we won't do a single day. Um, and, uh, you know, I believe I'll probably do around like a $60 entry fee into it. So everyone that enters will obviously get like a participation kind of finisher prize thing, similar to the point to point. But, you know, I mean, the, the great thing is, I mean, the point to point is, I think the cool thing about it and what people really love about it is it's, it's hard, man. I mean, it's really hard, you know, so it's, it's not completely attainable for some folks. I mean, real, really just being honest, you know, there's a cutoff at three o'clock. I, I mean, we've had people who've tried it multiple times that don't make, you know, don't make the cutoff after multiple efforts. So, you know, there are a lot of local riders, maybe a little older, maybe not, like wanting you know to go that deep into the into the fitness thing to uh to be able to get it done and so it gives gives people that option um to ride it and and i think it's pretty cool um so we'll probably do that sometime you know have have the window of riding be open for like three weeks ish leading up to the point to point and then if you finish you know you'll have to come to the finish line to mm-hmm. to grab your um your finisher's prize and stuff and then the, you know the way we did it last year i don't know if you remember this but you know if you if you wrote it backwards like you you got an extra ticket so if you finished it you got a ticket for this drawing you know so we'll have our sponsors on board and um you know we had some great great raffle prizes this year from like scott you know we had a set of carbon wheels and you know so we we did fun things like that but uh we'll probably do that again so if you like ride it on a single speed you know it was uh it was an extra point and um yeah Wait, it was, did, it was people, did, did that people do that yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah did you have uh, the unicycle unicycle division i mean there yeah, is a... i mean a unicycle might be worth five tickets Jay, talk about the single speed. So that is a division of this event, just to yeah. just to kind of emphasize wow. the grit of some of the racers that come to point to point. Yeah. Um, the single speed racers uh, are legit. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, they. I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I, 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 I <laughs> these don't guys know why. climb at twelve thousand feet with single yeah. speed. Oh yeah, yeah, it's no I mean, joke. I had one of those dumb bikes for a while. Um, I sold gritty. it, but yeah, I just, gritty. 
you know, and that, that class has ebbed and flowed over the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some really great competitors in there, um, but oh. it is pretty wild to, uh, to see that, you know, I mean, and, you know, along those lines, I mean, I had a, we had a guy one year ride it on a, like a double crown with flat pedals, like tennis shoes on double crown DH bike finished, you know, and this was back probably year six, I would say five. Was his and name Adam Barker? Oh, Adam can ride this thing on an e-bike, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He might get a little too dirty, though. I'm, I worry about it. I worry about it. Well, we'll go more into Adam later. But, um, yeah, this guy finished on a it's like a 30-plus pound DH bike. And, oh you know, back, back in the old days of the point-to-point, I mean, this race was silly. Um, it's... I wouldn't, I mean, it's, it's gotten easier, but in, in a different, like it flows better. Um, mm-hmm. The first few years of the event, I'd say the first three or four years, you know, we had sections where if you know Aspen slalom, I'm pointing over towards Deer Valley right now, if you couldn't tell, but Aspen slalom, um, we went up Aspen slalom up at Deer Valley, which you know, people look back on that. And they're just like, that was just so ridiculous. Um, so it, it was, if you can believe it, I mean, even harder. Um, it, I think in a different way though, like now, you know, like I think about when I wrote it this summer, it was, it was like tempo, you know, pace and go. And you're, you're like in a different, it, it's just a different kind of heart, yeah, yeah. you know, where, where before it was just, stupid like gut punch hard you know mm-hmm. like really like come on i mean in the mental kind of elements I and mean, we went up spiro like you know at mile 50 something it was just it was angry um, so, so jay what, what 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 keeps participants or racers coming back like what what is the um, well i i mean i think the biggest thing i always tell people I, the, the biggest thing is trails quite frankly you know um it and I get it now after doing it, you know, when I'm for all these years, I've been going out there and marking the trail. I mean, the last thing I want to do is be anywhere near the course. So, uh, you know, I never really had the opportunity to ride it in context like that. So, I mean, that was a very enjoyable day of riding bikes. I mean, there are parts of it that sucked, you know, obviously, but, um, you know, it's just kind of cool to put your head down and ride, 75 miles a single track you're just like wow this is absurd and it's all right here and you know it's got wicked hard climbing it's got you know 30 minute long descents um it's just it's got a little bit of everything so i mean i one of the other things that everyone just raves about with the event is is uh our our aid stations our support stations we have great volunteers so you know i mean it's like you get top shelf treatment if you don't have your own support Mm -hmm. you know i mean um, you, you definitely get the love and uh, up at the colony, which we, is that where that last aid station is the Oasis. I mean, there, you, you can't get in there. So it's just our team that's there. Mm-hmm. Same, same team of people have been doing that for quite a while, you know, so it's always something different and, you know, it's hot. Some years it's super hot and they've got fans going and, and, uh, misters and, you know, uh, cots, you know, like lay down and have a nap. You might never get up. I wouldn't right. recommend that, but um, yeah. So it's you know it's that kind of experiential side of it. I think that and, and coupled with the trails that you just can't really beat. And 
mean, there are numerous other components of the event, but sure. To yeah. give an idea of that from, uh, I think that when I raced my first time there and when it's your first time, it's, it's really challenging. It's really tough. And I remember coming through an aid station, putting both feet down and you can't even throw your leg over the bike to get off it, to go get your help. And I didn't have someone supporting me that day. And sure enough, like Jay is mentioning, they came right up, took the bladder out of my camel back, um, went and filled it up, sealed it, put it back into my backpack, brought over food to me, filled the bottles on my bike. And I was just like, it was just full service. You're like, but I wanted to quit. So I wanted to get up. And then they, then they run kind of like pushing your back yeah, up and, and, and there, and there you go. And yeah. um, so the culture that is created by um, the support there uh, is, is incredible. The, o the Oasis that we are talking about from um, soup, to Coke, to any drink or fruit that you can imagine, and to literally the chair that you can lounge back in. And I just warn anyone to get too comfortable at the Oasis because it's hard to uh, yeah. carry on from there. That's, so, that's, a that's a beautiful name, the Oasis. Yeah, the and through the years, it has, I mean, there have been just some some crazy stories up there, like just of that, you know, people laying down and I mean, trying to get people out of there. We had a lot of people pop between um, that that aid station at Park City and and uh, and the colony there. Oh, it's tough. Um, it is yeah. a rough section. That is a tough. Section. Hey, Jake, could we yeah. hear uh, before we move on? Could we hear like the thought process behind how it started? Yeah. Uh, how yeah. you decided to launch? Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, I mean, I was kind of when it when it started i mean it was um yeah, e100 was was a race happening up here um the endurance 100 as it was called and um it was it it was a it wasn't coordinated very well let me say um you know and it the the course like looped around and looped across itself and and so it was marked with pin flags every year and um as i recall i think there were four sections within the hundred and he would mark all these four loops with different colored flags and he, i mean you know how it is when you're like if you even you're out on a 50 mile race you know you're you're at 50 miles you're just seeing cross-eyed you don't know pink from purple i mean um and so every year, you know, inevitably people would get lost. And um, it was just in my mind, I kept thinking, holy cow, we're getting to the point where that we've got to be able to put together 100 miles without crossing, you know. And um, so the E100 kind of imploded on itself. I, at the time, was doing the midweek series. Um, I was working as a marketing director at Solitude Mountain Resort. And um, I left there and it was just kind of this time period where I was like, you know, I think, I think it's just time. Like, and people, it, it, there was a demand for it. And that's kind of really where it came from, you know, and that, that part of writing it and trying to get it all linked together was, was such a fun period of time, you know, where it was like, yeah, we can, we could do this. And so, I, I mean, I had a hundred plus miles, I think originally, um, and it was, it would have been just ridiculously hard. I mean, it would have been a 
14 hour type of race for sure. Uh, but it turned out, you know, we couldn't get a date really where we had enough daylight to be able to do a hundred miles. Um, so it got all trimmed back and it ended up falling on Labor Day weekend. You know, it's never come off Labor Day and 75 miles was a random amount of time. I mean, as you know, I mean, the three, the three o'clock cutoff is like literally every year. I mean, right at dark, we have a finisher, you know, and or just maybe even dark. Um, the last, which we call the Red Lantern winner, which is another one of the cool little kind of components mm -hmm. of the event. You know, we put a Red Lantern out there, which is stolen from the Iditarod, by the way. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's where it all came from, you know, and, and it just has always worked. I mean, the date worked and, um, you know, back in the old days, there weren't a whole lot of like, I mean, old days, you know, it was just so 13, this will be year 13. Um, it was just different back. I mean, those, those early races, like no one would be out on the trails with us. It was wild, you know, big, big change now though, you know, I mean, especially last year, it's yeah. kind of worried even about like being out riding after the date of the point to point and still having so many people out on the trails. Cause we don't close the trails. I mean, it's all open. Right. Um, we can't, I mean, clearly we couldn't close off 75 miles of trail. So. Yeah. There are yeah. oftentimes some, some very surprised uh, walkers that might be in town <laughs> when they see yeah. <laughs> the barrage yeah. of these downhill. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's one of the components that kind of scares me, you know, in the new Park City um, and, and the amount of people that are here right now and um, being able to continue to, to host the event without having, um, you know, the kind of bumping into people like mm -hmm. that on the trail. But we, you know, we work hard to, to um to let people know what's going on and we have embedded riders out in front we have embedded riders in the middle hopefully you know doing some some mitigation and and sweet talking when they run into that group of hikers that can't get through <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's a it's a challenge that part can be a challenge nice uh jay with the course that has changed from you know year to year and it continues to get better um anyone listening uh that has done it in the last uh four years where it it used to finish in um yeah. uh the canyons resort and yeah. now it finishes that that extra downhill uh, going to kimball junction and finishing in the school candy parking lot is very challenging it, yeah i'll just i'll just add this and then ask a question um whether you are climbing at point to point, it's really hard. And whether, or you are de descending at point to point, point to point is a race where you are always on. There is no relaxing or like catching uh, your breath at point to point because you're always on. You're required to always be on because the second that you're not, it, it, it's not a good thing because it's tough to climb and it's tough to descend the new addition to the last 10 miles of point to point is, is very challenging. Uh, downhill. Yeah. yeah. Is that your question? Am yes. I going to change it? <laughs> that, that is a statement and a question to why you added that last section. <laughs> oh, I've had, I've, I've gotten earfuls plenty of times, but you know, I mean, the truth be known, did you ever, you finish at the canyons? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean that, that in and of itself had a wicked little 
kick you right in the let me add to this jay kind of climb at the end (laughs) right there it used to be you would come to that almost at the finish line and you could hear the music and the party going on in the canyons and you you smell the hamburger you would turn right around and you got about another 1200 feet of climbing back up before you descend back down okay now that was so mean it was mean and i think i i mean honestly to your you know this in so you're talking about descending iron bill which um is a descent at the utah olympic park uop um i love that name iron bill iron bill well it's because it's full of like iron you you know uh the rock is ironish i guess i don't know it's nasty though and and at mile uh you know 73 uh it's rough I mean, I was cussing myself on my hardtail um, when I wrote it this year. And I, I like had a goal and I was trying to get there. You know, I was trying to write it eight. I wanted to go sub eight, but like, and so I just jammed a bunch of food in my mouth right after that and kind of got to that section. I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I've got to descend this fast and just get through it. And it was heinous. So now I'm going, wow, I, I feel for everybody, but <laughs> Um, you know, I, I mean, again, I think it's like taking a look at the entirety of the course and where it was like in the early days and the hard parts of it. I mean, I, you know, yes. I mean, I try to make this right. It's, it's gotta be hard, you know, and that has always been, been a part of it. Like, you know, I'll look at something on a reroute and be like, mm, yeah, I mean, you know, is that a quality descent? And I mean, after Iron Bill, you get to do a really cool mile long section that's just super butter flow mm-hmm. firmed out um so you, you know there is a little payoff there at the end so i take that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean if i had everyone at the finish right after iron bill i'd probably get shot at the finish yeah, line but um <laughs> so yeah you know i mean i'm always and that kind of goes back to this thing has gotten it's it's gotten easier but easy is relative to you know how fast you can now ride it which i mean i i don't know which i would take the lesser of those two evils but i think being pinned you know i think you ask some of the fast guys like a keegan or an alex grant you know um some some people who have won it um and and have have ridden like alex rode rode it you know multiple times in the early days and um you know i think racing it like having someone you know like uh, jeff kabush or whatever chasing down on you you know i i couldn't imagine that you know and they're just pinning it across there like full on um getting after it so i think you know quite frankly that seems sounds harder to me than pushing your bike up a mile section you know (laughs) but um yeah, it's 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 fun to put that together. Though. It's fun to see it and then have people write it in context and give you that feedback like like you do. Though it's yeah. a fun part of it. Kind of keeps me coming back for more. Right, <laughs> torturing and, people. And I think uh, one thing that we've asked on this podcast or talked about is that there are different vibes in different uh, race settings put on by different race directors, yeah. and whether you go to a road race. Uh, this group and and, uh, and the majority of our listeners understand that culture of uh, of a road race or a crit compared to 
uh, cyclocross. And then uh, Point to Point is almost in a league of its own. It, it is this happy group of people that are so stoked to be there that day to accomplish something so hard. How do you maintain the culture of just this? I think your sponsors have to do with it. I think that the yeah. uh, course has to do with it. Some good weather really increases that. Um, yeah, and we've had our fair share of bad weather too, you know, but um yeah, you know, I think even on those bad weather years, you know, people are, are still super stoked on the event. Um, you know, I mean, one thing we haven't talked about, and, and really this is what keeps my, my fire stoked about the event and at the end of every year, I mean, you guys could imagine what this thing's like to put on. It kind of like starts to bear down on you and then you get through the event and you get the euphoria as a, as a yeah. race director to be like, wow, that's so cool to be able to provide that to people, you know? Um, hmm. But it's like the part that I love the most is it's, it's not like the 50 fastest racers necessarily. I mean, and even even the pros, you know, they they tend to really love this event, which is I think says a lot. Um, but it's the it's kind of the three hundred people, you know, behind them that are that that I think are like, wow, I don't know, you know, I mean, am I going to do this? Am I not? You know, is this how, what's this going to be like? And um, so the finish line is always just so fun, you know. It's it's high fives and hugs and like seriously, I mean, I've been hugged by some pretty nastiness um you know but it's cool i love it and i love being there high-fiving with people so it's it's kind of what keeps it going and um in my mind and just providing that it's it's a service you know it's and i think that's the way we all look at it too it's like just keep it fun and that's cool um, jay yeah what a great attitude yeah, we do right. a lot of fun stuff with it I, every we really do and i think that i did it things you know we haven't even talked about stuff like that but you know, we've, we've always taken really good care of the riders that, you know, it's, it's not a cheap event. I mean, it's, it's $200 to enter the event, but, you know, I've always made it a point. It's like, I just want to over deliver on that. And so, you know, I take great pride in like not getting too many complaints on, Oh my gosh, it's $200. And this, sucks. I'll tell you, if you want to over deliver every year, all you got to do is provide Spence a beanie with a little ball on the top. It's like his most favorite piece of equipment known. He he talked it, about it for weeks when he came home from the race. They they okay. gave me a hat. A oh, you got you are the hat year. Gene, that that green beanie. Um, so green and orange is always kind of is point to points kind of theme yeah. colors. One of the years. I think that was 2017 or 19. Boy, they all run together, man. It was a green beanie. I was hiking in the back country with this uh, beanie on, and I just had, you know how random that is in the back country. Someone says to me, like, oh, you're one of those guys with my <laughs> hat on, right? <laughs> just to kind of, just to kind of prove That's that fun. point. But uh, you get like the worst t-shirts at events jay uh, and so i'm just telling you that the cool belts and the cool mugs and the beanies that come with uh point to point that's are, that's the other part of it though you know like what i was saying it's just like trying to do things differently i've had a strict no t-shirt rule like we do not do t-shirts amen ever. <laughs> you know so year 10 I did a t-shirt because mm -hmm. that was cool. I mean, it was yeah. year 10 and I figured, yeah, we're getting, and it was a cool t-shirt though. It yeah, had an yeah. illustration on it. 
yeah. no sponsor logos. Um, but that, you know, that's just kind of the vibe of the point to point that I've tried to kind of keep is doing things different like that. I mean, you know, we always change up the I did it award. Uh, you know, we try to find cool local brands like, uh, you know, uh, grip six, um, you know, or some local brand that can be a part of, of the event. Um, like that Cirque, those beanies, that, that was a company out of Colorado, not necessarily local, but still a small business that, um, you know, we could benefit one another. And, um, so that's always a big piece of the event too. You know, I love that. And, and, uh, I mean, we, we do have great sponsors and I feel like they're a big part of the event as well. Jay, do you have a, uh, maybe a, a favorite finishing memory? Uh, I mean, you've been yeah. a director for a long, long time. I'm just kind of yeah. to, like pick your brain and maybe just, is there one that vividly just stands out as like, I remember when this person uh, finished, it was a cool experience. Well, there have been, you know, so just lots of great stories. I mean, cancer stories. And um, there was a woman, gosh, we were still, we were at the canyons. And I want to say she was 60. Um, but she finished and like, I mean, I remember that one. She was just elated and it was really late in the day. I mean, and she was crying a river, you know, it was just <laughs> all over me, just, ah! and you know, I mean, it's things like, like that goes back to, it's more of the common folk, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really fun. Um, I got the goosebumps just, you just sharing that little piece. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and we've had, you know, I mean, um, a couple of years ago, uh, a gentleman was riding for his dad who uh, had Alzheimer's, um, which was a really cool, like he was at the finish line. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, geez, choke you up. But uh, it's fun. You know, it's cool to be able to provide that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the Flynn brothers are, are not, not inspiring because they're fast as hell, but um it's always i love watching those guys race together they're these twins out of jackson hole you guys may know and they ride on the road a little bit too but uh, they all they didn't finish together at the last race it was one of the first ones where i was like holy cow did one of them get hurt but they typically it's always like right there glued on to one another hug it out at the end i love it yeah it's mm. awesome go ahead jake no go ahead sue no, I just, I don't want to embarrass you. I, I, I was just going to say, you know. Oh. <laughs> Stuart, you go. Sorry. I want, a... I want you to embarrass me. <laughs> no, I was going to embarrass Chip. I don't know if you know it or not, but he's a type one diabetic. And very cool. I mean, for people well, to get. cool, but very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for people to get through a race, they're usually like, oh, well, you know, it was a hard day. It's like, well, for Spence, it's like more than a hard day. It's like. He puts kind of puts his life on the line. It's pretty rad that he does it. Yeah, Jay, I, and I wouldn't I wouldn't bring it up. The reason why this race is so hard is because the time on the bike, being being type one, blood sugars are hard to manage during that yeah, amount of hours. Good. And so uh, there was there is a bench about <laughs> 0.25 miles away from the oasis. If you're familiar, it goes over the little the little goalie and there's a little bench on the side that's it's just like 0.25 miles away from the oasis and i was just like my blood sugar is so low and yeah. i i am out of food i i have got to make it to the oasis 
and I knew where it was and I made it there and it was literally like uh heaven and Nut roll chip and Nut roll. <laughs> normally I think it, I had already eaten my infamous nut roll but um yeah, yeah super it, helpful. that I mean I love I love hearing those stories you know I've got um I I don't I don't bring this up often but like uh, Jason Hawkins who's turned into a really good friend of mine he's he uh is if, if anyone out there I'm sure a lot of people know Jason he's just a phenomenal dude but um he has towed the line every year he's done every race wow. um and I want to say three years it must have been 18 um he announced that he had MS um so he's still been doing the event every year you know with with ms and exercise is a huge part of his routine um you know so you know i mean it's stories like yours spencer and i mean and you know like like jason and and all you know these others that i've you know cancer survivors and like the people that i've we've known through the years i mean that um that have passed on and uh you know uh, i'm trying to think of the gentleman's name out of bountiful uh it's escaped me it's terrible but uh was hit by a car beginning of 2020 and um you know he was a huge huge point-to-point -point fan um you know so it's it just it's such point is it's such a great family of people mm -hmm. yeah it's good it's fun it's just really fun to put on um jay as uh we've get, we're gonna have we're probably gonna double attendance in your event this year for <laughs> our team. Well, i hope there are spots i hope yeah, there are I spots. So, so do we. um we should probably uh, tell them what it what like we should give them the one bit of advice that i always give newbies let's go there oh yeah we gotta hear them yes the, the greenhorns um you know, everyone always asks, like, what, what's the thing? I mean, we've been to, we're, we're just talking about it with you, Spencer, like the food, I mean, is, is really, I think for any athlete, I mean, I mean, you're, you're diabetic, so it, it just exacerbates it even more. But if you can't figure out the food with the point to point, you will not finish. I mean, you just, it, it's a huge part of it. Um, and uh, so figure out your food number one but mo more importantly everyone laughs about this and, and typically roadies i know i'm talking to a lot of you guys out there <laughs> that are listening right now but uh you know roadies can't wear a camelback you know i mean that's just not cool we do double bottles yeah. uh you gotta do it that is a really good roadie voice i like yeah. that yeah, I love that. What, what is right on the money say, jay though. that was right on the money what, right. what does chip say baggy short bombers is that what hey, it is baggy short hey. I, I am a spandex on the mountain bike. I not only double bottle it, but I have the camelback and have listened but to You Jason can double Weiser. bottle as long as you have a camelback too. I, I, I have a camelback every yeah. year. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, I've had, I've had pros that have laughed at me, you know, and I've had, um, multiple people are just like ah, i don't need a camelback i'm gonna get bottle hand up so i'm like i'm telling you man you need you run a camelback your life will be just you will love this because you like you were saying you know i mean you're on all the time whether you're climbing you know you're inside out and your heart rates you know 190 and you're trying to drink out of a bottle 
um, or you're going downhill and you're like, oh, I got my wrong hand on the bar. I'm trying to drink. It just doesn't work. And um, I mean, it implodes people every year, every year. Uh, mostly pros that come in thinking they're just going to smoke the point to point and um, they, they get smoked typically. <laughs> it, it's true. <laughs> it's happened. I've seen pros on IVs <laughs> because oh. of it. So yeah, it's, it's good fun though. So wear a camel back. Uh, if you're, if you're really interested, be there on April 7th for uh, whatever is left of the, the entries that don't get swooped up by the 2020 riders that will get first ride on these. And, you know, hopefully we see a toe in the line in September. That's awesome, G. Um, this has just been so fun uh, talking to you and learning yeah, more cool. about the history and, and Stu, um, um, I think has some, some additional fun <laughs> insights to the team and, and with some yeah, announcements. And, yeah. We wanted to just, we wanted to wrap up Jay. We thought this would be fitting, uh, on this episode. We want to kind of soft launch something new we're going to do and hopefully carry forward on the team. Um, I don't, I mean, this team kind of prides themselves. If you've listened to other episodes on being, uh, committed to doing the really dumb things. Uh, the stuff that would kind of look at, you know, other teams would look at it and be like, you know, only idiots would, would do something like that. So we're going to raise the stakes. Um, we're going to, we want to introduce a, 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 an award, a recognition that will move forward on the website for the team called the, the Dwelle Crown. And it is a series of three races that includes Crusher, yeah. Point to point and Lodija, and they have to be completed in the same calendar year. And in doing so, you you kind of prove your worth to uh, suffer, learn all the different aspects of of riding, uh, as well as as do it in the same year. And I think Chip in 2019, you did it, and Jaeger did it. So we have two who have completed it. Um, but we're gonna have an awesome finishers patch if you complete, as well as. Uh, maybe some other prizes where where the team sponsors some some cool recognition for you. So well, that's uh, pretty rad. That's super cool. Dwelly crown for all you dum dums out there. Uh, get recognized for um, for something new. So we'll do we'll put some details on the website and hopefully we can get into point to point and and kick it off. So anyway, yeah, yeah I'd love to see that. I challenge Alan Bar uh, Adam Barker to that. I do. I don't. <laughs> yeah. think, I don't. I just don't think he can do it. <laughs> oh. I don't think he I can do it. it. I <laughs> want to see I him at the it. finish of the point to point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his shaved legs, me. his dirty shaved legs. Uh -huh. <laughs> we well, that's very it. cool. Uh, Burke, I know Burke and I have noodled a few times on the idea of like a king and queen of, of Utah, you know, um, and with the, the two races kind of being similar and, and, in in a way um i always thought that would be really cool but i think that's awesome to connect it with uh Lodija too so yeah, yeah. totally wow. different discipline that that's uh it could be something really really fun there yeah sure. it'd be fun well hopefully uh i mean chip's already i guess reigning champ right spence i don't know yeah i i do have to mention i have to add a plug that i did it in 19 and i did it in 20 as well both were virtual because Point to point was virtual, that and then count. that doesn't count. Pressure, that doesn't count. Pressure, <laughs> pressure was even harder. It was the lone goat. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. 100 right. miles, 10,000 feet, Lone Goat was, uh, was what Crusher did this year. I'm okay but, if it doesn't count, but I'll be there again in 2021. Crusher's a hard race. I mean, I, I, I've never done loaded job. I've always wanted to, um, but uh, I, I think they all have their, probably their uh, um, kind of knife twist, you know. Oh, Crusher, yeah. tough one. I, you know, people always say, oh, they're just hard in different ways, like point to point in the crusher. But um, what is your time in the uh, nine? I, well, between that? between nine and ten in um, in point to point. OK, but what about loaded job? Uh, same. So ten. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm at the ten just over. I think it was 1005 in 2020 that yeah. we just did it. And then what about Crusher? Um, Probably two faster hours than off that. Both two hours ahead of that. Eight, eight uh, um, thirty maybe in the year that was. So we had uh, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. 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 It's interesting how some of these races have times so close together. For many years, um, Alex Grant, you know, has won the point to point like eight times um he, his time at leadville every year was like within minutes always of what he would run the point to point in. it was crazy and it's 25 miles you know point to point is 25 miles less than leadville so that gives you an idea of what what point to point is too much miso soup <laughs> yeah Ooh. too much time at the oasis uh -huh. <laughs> oh, they, those guys don't even stop at the oasis no. like honestly they don't they just that's the, that's the downhill beginning yeah 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 the downhill that's actually up yeah <laughs> well it's been it's been a lot of fun thanks for having me guys appreciate thanks, it Jay. what a great event man yeah hope this... to see some of your team out there that'd be awesome yeah well we hope so and this i mean i think this utah cycle community owes you and, you know debt of gratitude wow. for what you've what you've built it's pretty incredible wow. so thank you they, they owe me nothing i mean just showing up every year is uh it, it's always i scratch my head when you know when we do registration and it fills up i'm always like i, I can't believe it you know like why right. <laughs> so yeah i, I think well, those dirty hugs jay dirty Getting hugs, dirty hugs. sweaty dirty hugs <laughs> and, so, I, and i know we laughed about at the beginning comment too about you know did he write the epitome word epitome and i think you know jay just after you know conversing with you on this podcast you are the epitome of an incredible race director just <laughs> oh, thank feeling you. the vibe and feeling like the connection with like the writers i mean seriously you put together such a spectacular race. i've never written it before but i would love to in the future but it just you know really that epitome is is so true i know we laughed about Appreciate it, it you're thank a, you. a good man thanks all righty fellas thanks so much appreciate it thanks, see y'all